to another exciting week. So exciting. So exciting. How's um, everybody doing? Making it. Honestly, Just making it. Making it. We had a scare making with it, Angus. It. I already told Emily, <gasps> but Angus, like, collapsed today and started acting kind of weird. So <gasps> we're keeping an eye oh my on, my, on my young man because he kind of mm-hmm. freaked us out after his run. We think maybe he ran too hard and was, like, feeling a little dehydrated, but... Yeah. I was like, you cannot go anywhere ever. Ever again. Yeah. Ever. Right. <laughs> Keep him inside. He's, Rest up, Angie. He's a bubble boy now. <laughs> Steve was like, you're like Good. a house cat. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you? Can you can talk to Dante and Holly about this. Yes. Yes. How are you guys? Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Yeah. We're yeah. Making excited it. to be talking about aliens. <laughs> that and it's October finally. It's the best month of the year. Finally. Spooky mm-hmm. seasons here. Spooky scary time. You know what else is very exciting? What? We have a new patron. Oh my gosh, stop it. Jonathan. <gasps> stop it. Jonathan. <gasps> Jonathan. What? We love you. Where are we gonna put this tat, girl? Dude. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm thinking? Where? Where? I am thinking <laughs> the back of the kneecap. <gasps> Dude, tight place. Nice, nice and cozy. All yes. Right. Keep, yeah. them, keep them warm for the cold uh, For Texas the winter to winter. come. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Jonathan, this is going to be sick, man. Yep. Because it's October, too, we're going to have some fun surprises for patrons. So I'd say now's the time. Hop on there. Now's the time. Just it's hard up. to say what's coming. We're figuring it out as we go, but... It's going to be tight. Also, new mm-hmm. t-shirts are in. If you haven't seen them, you can go to our Instagram. They're, They're so, so, so cute. cute. Beautiful. Mason did the Fam- coolest artwork, and Tessie. we're obsessed. And we love it. Yeah. It's, like, perfect for Halloween. Perfect. You know, yep. you need to sport it. Yes. It's October. Yes. If you Get are spook on. living in a colder climate, you got that long sleeve. I know. It's so comfy. Mm-hmm. It like it's like I want to put on plaid pants. <gasps> no, like plaid like pajama pants. Yes. With my ghoul shirt. Yeah. Sit by a fire mm-hmm. with some like pumpkin bread and some hot cocoa. Damn. And a book. Pumpkin a bread. A scary book. That sounds good. Dude, is that a dream? I'm or hungry. Is that a dream? <laughs> I've been having it's really creepy stress dreams and last night I had a dream that someone was stalking my family. What? And no. I was about to find out who it was, and then my alarm went off. Okay, okay. Because I've been having weird dreams, too. Like, I keep reliving past situations in my dreams. But what? it's me from now. So, so like, like, how far back are they? They are, like, varied. Oh, Like, weird. some will be, like, high school. Some will be, like, two years ago. Is are it- they, like, significant, hmm. or are they random? I think they're pretty significant. It's, like, moments that I, of course, would remember. And you, like... And, like, places that, like, maybe had an effect on me. Whoa. You know? Are you a time traveler? Maybe. Whoa. It's what I've always asked for. I finally got that email. She's going back to the 20s. Right. (laughs) She's going back to old Hollywood. She's... We're never going to see her again. Here I (laughs) come. All right. Let's get it started, shall we? Like Kylie yeah. said, we're talking aliens. It's her favorite. Mm-hmm. More specifically. Also, who are why? we? Oh. oh, we're the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa, 
Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens, though. More specifically, alien abductions. This has been on my mind since... January. So we're going on a full year that I've been thinking about this. You have? Because the first story that I'm going to share, I heard it when I was in New York and I took a tour with Madame Morbid and it Ooh. has like really stuck with me. Oh my gosh. So, well, so I've hot. been thinking about it for a hot minute. And then someone was like, have you guys talked about this yet? And I was like, well, we're going to. So yeah. here it is. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So... We've heard about alien abductions for years. Um, People really started claiming they'd been abducted in the 50s and 60s. That's when the stories became super popular and you'd hear them more and more. And people became comfortable with coming out and saying, like, hey, I got abducted. Was it because of Roswell? Maybe. Yes. And And the media. And the media. And the media. And TV. And movies. Have you guys watched the show Haunted on Netflix at all? No, but I need to. It's good. It's like every episode is a different person telling a story to like family, friends, what have you, who they've never told. Like this weird thing happened. Oh. Um, Ooh. And there's one where this woman was abducted by aliens for like years. It's pretty crazy. What? For years? Yeah. What were they doing to her? They were experimenting on her. And she would have, like, weird symbols on her body. What? Yeah, super weird. But, yeah, so 50s and 60s, these stories started becoming really popular. But narratives can actually be traced back to decades earlier. Um, Tons of investigators of the paranormal and otherwise have looked into these abductions. um, And there's so much research that we just like don't even have time for because this would span 20 episodes Mm -hmm. but um shit's crazy truly like would you want to be abducted no i'm afraid of aliens oh you're scared yes Yes. everybody's scared kylie wants to get abducted no Uh, oh (laughs) you're scared I yes, I would yeah. like to get abducted. No, I am not scared. That's probably not a like. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm scared. I don't want to get abducted. What about you? You know, like I'm just kind of interested to see. I, like, I don't want to be abducted necessarily, but I'd like to see them. Like abduct. have a tea. What? Can I tell like you have what a I tea know. with them? Like, oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. But you I don't know? want to get. Right. Experimented on. Yeah, because it's like all the, you know, because I just feel like all the stories are a little alarming. Yeah, truly. You know? I have a few, who knows if you can call them facts, but. Oh, what? There's so many things on the net, on the dark web, about the aliens, and apparently some guy was abducted, and he was, you know, up in space or wherever they bring you. (laughs) <laughs> and he says that the intelligent aliens are very, uh, they're very tall and lanky, similar to how they're depicted in the media, but like just different, like not as kind of like goofy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he said that um, they communicated with him through ESP, like he, there were no language barriers because they were able to like penetrate his brain, his body. <laughs> Mm-mm. In order to tell him, like, relax, like, you're okay. 
He also said that there was a, what looked like a giant swimming pool sized room full of this green like jello that he had to eat and he was like immersed into this jello and you could breathe you could breathe it and eat it and that's what sustained all of the the humans that were abducted i think about that whenever i see green jello what did it taste like wow i don't think it tasted like anything ew but maybe like (laughs) In that world, but I hope that they enjoyed it. Yeah, it was you know because it, it was. It wasn't for them. It's all you have. Yeah. It was, it was something that they created to keep the the humans alive. Hmm. Wow. No, I think I'd like to be talked to through ESP though. Yeah, I would take that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like how yeah. peaceful is yeah. that? Like, I don't. Yeah, don't. Pretty just, chill. I'm not going to the goo pool, though. Like, I'm just straight up not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's what I'm deciding. I hope you all think of this, though, when you see green jello or take a jello shot. I hope you're like, "Mm, mmm, sustenance. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet sustenance. All right, guys. I'm going to kick it off because this is the one that really, like, sparked my interest in this and I've been thinking about ever since that tour back in January. I'm so excited. All right, setting the scene. It's November 30th, 1989, and we're in New York City near the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow, what a time. Mm. Yes. So it's 3 a.m., and there are two bodyguards of this high-ranking U.N. official, and they see this oval-shaped, unidentified aerial phenomenon hovering over their heads near this apartment window and they see three little creatures with no hair massive heads they come out of this woman's window with her they're holding her in a fetal position and they're floating through the air and into this hovering object what yes so these two like people of sound mind who work for this high-profile UN official, they see this happen. Right, right. So, like so many other cases that have that UFOs have been reported in, the magnetic field generated by the saucer knocked out all of the electricity in the area, what? including the ignition system of the Secretary General's limo that was nearby. <laughs> and remix they... to ignition. <laughs> So they are just, like, stuck here, like, this totally captive audience. There's people on the bridge with them. Everyone's panicking and screaming and freaking the fuck out, as most people would. And in all, 23 witnesses came forward and told the same story of seeing the abduction that night. What? 23 witnesses. That, yeah. So the saucer picks up this woman who... Originally, for, like, privacy reasons, was known as Linda Cortile, but then she came, later came out, and her real name was Linda Napolitano, but it picks... She's they pick Italian. Her, she's Italian. Oh. They pick her up, um, and the saucer dives into the East River and disappears. No. Yeah. Oh. So this, too, is apparently a really common occurrence in UFO sightings. Um, and apparently there's plenty of evidence to show that saucers use rivers, lakes, and oceans to travel, oh. which I had no idea. 
the U.S. Navy tracks as many saucers underwater as they do above. What? Yeah. Huh. So, um, that's spooky, right? That's crazy. Yeah. And that's only and, been a recent thing. As of, like, 2014, before they didn't necessarily, like, track it. Like, they saw things, but they didn't start tracking until the Navy was, like, pissed about it. They were uh-huh. like, this happens all the time. We yeah. Need to, we need to do some tracking. But, like, what better <laughs> what? way for them to travel? Because you don't see what's going on underwater. Y'all are blowing my mind. I'm yeah. I was already scared of this sea. I'm truly shooketh. I love the sea, but I don't <laughs> want to really, like, you know, be in open waters. No, I don't like to think knows? about that. It's know? fucking UFOs under there, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's insane. Right. So, two Picture years this. later. A whale. <laughs> Sorry. Two years later, after the incident, these two guys who saw it that night are now police officers, and they come to this guy, Bud Hopkins, who's a well-known abduction up, researcher in New York. They tell him their story, and Linda herself had actually already contacted Bud in April of 1989, so he already knew what was up. I love the name Bud. <laughs> B-U-D-D. I want to name a kid Bud. It's cute. But I want it to be a girl. <gasps> Okay. Yeah. I like her. But she could have, like, a, a cool middle name, too. She's gorgeous. Um, what about Light? But, but Light. <laughs> I'm fucking kill you. Oh, wiser. Ooh. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, Maybe. so people hear that Bud is looking into the case, and they all start coming forward. And what Linda told him was that she was already asleep when these greys got into her bedroom and took her into their craft and she said that they examined her and they put a long device into her nose. What? (laughs) So then she goes to this routine x-ray exam and they find a metallic object in her nose which was allegedly an implant from the people, the aliens that she was visited by. And she says that she never had surgery of any type, and her family can confirm that, so they don't know why anything unidentified would be stuck in her nose. Um, But a few weeks later, she gets abducted again. What? She wakes up with blood all over her pillow, and the implant is gone. They were like, I need that back, They were like, uh, you fucking told too many people. You got Bud into this, and Bud knows too much. Mm-mm. We got to take your implant. <laughs> exactly. Once Bud's involved, the yeah. whole game's over. But because of the fact that there were so many witnesses, and there were like UN officials this who sure saw happens. this happen, yeah, um, people are like, it was real, and also they think it was some sort of weird thing going on with intelligence agencies because it was bizarre that these people, like high-profile people, happened to see it go down. I don't. So. I didn't trust the eighties, you know. <laughs> I know. So when I was born, right? Yes, a dark time. Also, speaking of implants, <laughs> ooh, um, you got one? No, oh. I think I might. Here's the story. Oh. So, you know how sometimes you're literally thinking about something you don't even say it aloud, and then you see an ad for it. Yeah, all the time. Why does that happen? It's so creepy. And the other day at work... We have chips in us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I was like, when did I get the chip? It must be when I went under for my wisdom tooth extraction. Ah, yes. 
And everyone was like, are you fucking insane? I think and I was when like, we were born. When do you think you got the chip? When and you're born in the hospital, they inject you. <gasps> They're like, here you are. Oh my god. Welcome to the system. Now, are we conspiracy <laughs> theorists <down>. now? <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, I, I was... was back in college. I was thinking so hard about this chip thing the other day because it's truly... I will just think about something, never say it aloud, and then I see an ad for it two minutes later. It's so creepy. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know what it all means, but... Who knows? I'm scared, to be honest. I'm down to look into it with you. All right. We're on the case. I used to send my mom DVDs of conspiracies (laughs) back when I was in school, yeah. I bet she loved that. Look at this one, huh? I can get down a fucking rabbit hole on, like, YouTube videos of conspiracy theories. Yeah. I've got myself so freaked out before that I couldn't even, like, sleep. There's one, yeah, there's a couple that I'm like, what the fuck? I can't even talk about them because they're so controversial. Oh, shit. You know? We gotta go off air for that. Mm. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) You know? I'm not ready, but I will be soon. I may never be. Who's next, ladies? I can go next. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear the tale from the expert. Oh, no. She's no expert. She just... Knows her stuff. She has just read some weird stuff on the web. Okay. That's an expert. So I do have actual um, footage (gasps) from when I was in Utah. We'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, my God. So... We're going to keep it classy with a classic, the alleged abduction of Travis Walton. Have you guys heard of this bloke? I haven't. No. Is he Australian? No. Oh. (laughs) I also don't think I've ever called anyone a bloke, so. I like it. Now's a better time than ever. Try new things, honey. (laughs) Always. I know. So this is one of the biggest and most famous abduction cases in the history of the world. Well, our world. <laughs> you don't know what goes beyond. The aliens so, are studying it right now. They're listening to yeah. us right they're now. They're watching. Yeah. They're listening to our... Dude. Our, us recording that's what right I'm now. Saying. We can't, I laughing. can't say too much. I just got scared. You okay. know? They're laughing in ESP. They're like... Do you hear them? Did you hear that? No, because oh. it was ESP laugh. Oh, I thought you heard it. I was like, they're there, girl. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> so November seems to be like a hot time for abductions because just like Alyssa's Brooklyn story, this happened in November of 1975. So Walton was an American forestry worker working in the forests, the Apache uh, Sitgreaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona, which is still my one of my top favorite names of a city snowflake that's pretty wait no i really like that is it in an area that actually snows because flagstaff gets a lot of snow i think so up in up in the forest spooky but you know i love it i want to live in snowflake right it's cute um so our dude went missing he was he was working and then he went missing and there were search parties. People had no idea where he could have gone or if something possibly ate him, like a lion, a tiger, a pear. <laughs> uh, many assumed that his coworkers killed him. He was working with like 10 other, um, 10 other 
dudes out there. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, Walton reappears after a five-day search. People ask him, where the hell were ya? Simple. I was abducted. Abducted by aliens. <laughs> now, what makes this case stand out and more believable than other abduction cases is the witnesses. So all of his co-workers who were with him claimed an abduction from the start. They were like, yeah, we saw a spacecraft. <laughs> Listen, it's just what they, we saw. Yeah, they were like, we saw it. They beamed up our pal Scotty, and then he was gone. And for some reason, people were like, no, you need to t- you're lying. You need to take a polygraph test. So they all took polygraph tests, and they all passed, um, except for one, but it was like inconclusive or whatever. So uh, that makes me believe that you know, maybe this, maybe it was an abduction, unless they were all hoaxing about in the woods, you know, I don't know. Yeah, what if they, like, kidnapped him for, like, a couple days, and they were like, listen, dude, you better say this was an abduction by aliens, we're gonna kidnap your ass again, and it'll be way worse. Or they were like, we're gonna pull off a big scam. Yeah. For what? I feel like if I were some dude in 1975. That's true, what are you gonna do? There's not a lot to do in the 70s. In the middle of the woods. And you know what people do in the, in the 70s? They do they do drugs. I mean, they do drugs now, but, you know. They do drugs. Good They were having thought. a lot of fun. They're in the woods, you know? <laughs> he went off on a bender, so, and his bros had his back. They were like, listen, we'll tell the employees, like, you were adapted by aliens. <laughs> and so, like, you'll not get fired. Do you think if I just don't show up to work for the rest of the week? That's fine. I'll tell them. I'll be like, I saw... A saucer lift her up into the air, and yeah. she was gone. Tight. Okay. Then just come back yeah. a co- like a week later. All right. I definitely need some alone time this week. So, right. yeah. That's it. <laughs> so what Perfect. did it's he a plan. say? It's a date. What did he say happened during the abduction? Does he remember? He. That's a good question. I didn't see any, or didn't read rather anything on that. But there is. Um, he did write a book, <gasps> which I haven't read, obviously. And there's also like a movie based on it, but we'll get we'll get to that. Oh my so God. according to Paul Kurtz, who wrote a book, The Transcendental Temptation: A Critique of Religion and the Paranormal, this is what went down. Walton was riding in a truck with six of his coworkers. I think I said ten before. Sorry, uh, four of them were aliens, and they encountered <laughs> a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away and it was making a high-pitched buzzing noise which i haven't heard of people hearing noises coming out of ufos but who's to say not me maybe the maybe the aliens weren't as advanced as they are these days because there's no way they exactly exactly it was the 70s it was the 70s they had just built that saucer (laughs) yeah (laughs) couple screws loose (laughs) couple screws loose <laughs> just another day in the apache right greaves national forest yeah it was that area you know they didn't get a lot of supplies out you know <laughs> yeah it's tough out there just right. one general store so Walton- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> dollar general out in that galaxy dollar general you guys have a hammer okay so walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. And the other six men were so frightened 
Uh, they just drove off. They were like, fuck this. See ya. <laughs> Walton claimed that he awoke in a hustle. Okay, so here's when he, this is what he remembers, but he doesn't remember like the span of five days, but this is what he remembers right when he woke up. And this is like classic Hollywood scenario. <laughs> so he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bald creatures. Hmm. Short and bald. He claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet <laughs> led Walton to another room where he then blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. He remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway uh, five days later and the flying saucer was departing above him. Was he nude? I don't know. Ah. He wasn't nude. He was he was wearing his his forester outfit. Okay. Do they only his travel overalls. in threes? Because the last story, there were three bald-headed freaks, too. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, with any abduction claim comes, you know, an influx of skeptics. And in the 70s, polygraphs were all the rage. <laughs> so, of course, they're still used today, but they don't hold as much weight as they used to due to inconsistencies. And, you know, some people are sociopaths and they can lie without their heart rate going up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, UFO researcher, I would love to have this title, uh, Philip Class, which makes me think of the Brady Bunch. Um, was it George John Glass? Glass? George Glass. George Glass. George Glass. Not to be confused with Philip Class, uh, considered <laughs> Walton's story to be a hoax for you know uh, celebrity status and for financial gain, because uh, you know he's just this guy in the middle of the woods and now he's uh, he's well known, and there are a bunch of discrepancies that Philip found in the accounts of Walton and his coworkers. After investigating investigating the case. Uh, class reported that the polygraph tests were poorly administered and that Walton used polygraph countermeasures such as holding his breath and hmm. that class uncovered an earlier failed test administered by an examiner who concluded the case involved gross deception. <gasps> what? Travis. But you know what? Haters gonna hate. Mm -hmm. Another hater, cognitive psychologist Susan Clancy, another skeptic, she explained that alien abduction reports began only after the media put out stories on aliens and that they had cameos on TV shows and movies. And she thinks that Walton had seen an alien movie that aired on NBC only two weeks prior to his disappearance. LOL. <laughs> uh, the UFO incident, which was based on the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill, which we will get to later on mm -hmm. so to this day uh walton he's still claiming that the abduction is true that it happened he wasn't hallucinating or lying he was interviewed in 2016 uh by our good pal zach baggins in ghost adventures oh, so i won't tell you about that but i recommend you doing a little uh peek he's he's definitely a quirky character but who's to say is it because he was abducted or is this all a fib? We don't know. He uh, also wrote a book about his abduction in 1978, three years after, called The Walton Experience, hmm. uh, which was then turned into a film in 1993 called Fire in the Sky. So 
some other uh, some other things to watch and read if you're interested in this case. But. Someone look into those and get back to us because I ain't got the time. For real. <laughs> do you guys think this was a hoax or do you think it was legit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I do think is a hoax? What? This next couple that I'm going to talk about, so we're not even going to stay on them. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, Clayton and Donnelly. Mm. Yeah, there's no way. Oh, I got to hear this tale. Well, it's simple. A Texas-based couple <laughs> separately felt like they were both abducted by aliens in the past, and then they come together, and they're getting abducted all the time now. Yeah. And they're fearing mm. for their lives 24-7. Because the aliens have a thing for Clayton and Donna Lee. What about these two? I don't know, but when Clayton was a kid, he was taken by aliens. Okay. He says he remembers floating up higher and higher into the sky where he was, like, in the black and the in the stars, and then he blacked out. So he doesn't remember the rest. So he didn't die of suffocating because he couldn't breathe from the atmosphere. Right. He didn't. I, I'm concerned by this story. Wow. Donna had her fetus taken by the aliens. What? Right. Sick. But listen, it took like some hypnosis to get them to like start like, okay, like what you know, what happened? Yeah. Right? So this couple went under hypnosis and I guess there's like a video you can see on it and so like, they're like at one point, Donna's screaming, like, quit touching me, quit touching me. Like, I guess Ew. they touched her a lot and probed them, Ew. you know? But then we got some questions out of them. So they did remember, or Donna did remember, that she was in a vehicle full of metal. It was all metal. And <laughs> okay. they took her to different places in different times. Which is like, I don't know what that means. Aliens are this time is, travelers? This is the Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. And what they looked like, they were tall, slender, and blonde. Blonde? They were blonde. They looked human, but not human. I don't know not that... white human. I've ever heard about aliens having hair. Right. No. I think they're, they sound pretty, like, hot, like a tab hunter. Yeah. You know? Like, all of them look like tab hunter. Yeah. Tall. I'd be like, yeah, what the I'm fuck down. is this? You know? Uh, probe away, honey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> probe this and probe that. But, listen, they didn't even, they didn't use their voices to talk. Like, ESP. Mmm. So that's a consistent. Am I right? You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's right. But still, I just call bullshit she calls on a couple honky. coming together and then still being abducted. I want to know, like, what was so interesting about these two people that the Nothing. aliens were like, we gotta have these two. Nothing. Look them up on the internet, Were guys. they blonde people? Maybe the aliens were trying to she, procreate with them. She, she's like a, she's like a little, she looks like dirty blonde. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying They're to figure it all out. I guess just I'm not, like, in it, you know? I just didn't... I wasn't for their famous story. She, she I really said wasn't. bullshit. I was like, this is, like, a bunch of baloney. Baloney. I believe the Spice Girls were abducted <laughs> before I believe you guys were. Okay. You know? I got, I got another couple for us. What? And they also went through some hypnosis, which we can talk about. This is actually one of the most famous and well-known abduction stories, apparently. It's what I learned today. It's the story of Barney and Betty Hill. Oof. So they're a married couple, and they were 
abducted by extraterrestrials from rural New Hampshire. Why is that word so hard? Rural. It's Isn't the worst. it? Rural. Rural. Um, from the dates of September 19th to September 20th of 1961. And this was the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the U.S. So that's why it's such a popular story. So this incident became called the Hill Abduction or the Zeta Reticuli Incident. Oh, because what? Zeta Reticuli, honey. Okay. So <laughs> the... Because the couple said that they'd been kidnapped by aliens who claimed to be from the Zeta Reticuli system. Oh. So their story... It sounds like um, like an inner eye infection Yeah, or it sounds like a freaking... That's true. ...something in your body. I um, got the Zeta Reticuli. My Zeta Reticuli is on fire. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but their story was later adapted into the best-selling 1966 book called The Interrupted Journey. And then later in 1975, it became a TV movie called The UFO Incident. <laughs> what a title. So more books and shows for you guys to check out. So a lot of the notes from Betty Hill's case... Um, and tapes, other things like that, they were placed in the permanent collection at the University of New Hampshire, which was her alma mater. So I don't know if you can go look and see these things, but if you're... My sister went there. I'll ask we'll her. We'll ask her if oh. she knows Betty Hill. Um, <laughs> and then in 2011, the State Division of Historical Resources actually marked the site of the alleged craft's first approach with a historical marker. So you can definitely see that. Okay. Check it out. So the Hills gave tons of reports of what happened. And they say that the UFO sighting happened at around 1030 on September 19th. They were driving back to Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. They sound sounds like they had a great vacay. I just don't get yeah. the appeal of Niagara Falls. You know, I don't really get it either but canada's beautiful it's true so i would check it out it's felt like a lot of couples go there and i'm like it's not somewhere i want to go (laughs) i'd give it a peek okay i'd take a peek but i don't need to stay long long (laughs) i don't need to say long okay so they're just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire, and Betty says that she observed a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter, which is super specific, upward to the west of the moon. I don't know if those bell, were bell, bell. I don't know if you those were that? her words or someone who like jotted down her story oh followed God. the way she said she saw it go and you they see were that like light just drop below down Jupiter. From the moon. Just below Jupiter. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> so, old Barney, he's navigating U.S. Route 3, and Betty said she thought maybe it was a falling star, but it was moving upward. So she's like, Barn, Barn, what's happening? So oh, it... his name's Barney. <laughs> yeah. So she said it moved erratically, and it grew bigger and brighter, and she urged Barney to stop the car for a closer look and to walk their dog named Delcy, which, you know, Delcy needs a walk. Mm. So Barney stops at a scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. 
So they have binoculars because who doesn't have binoculars in 1961? And Betty grabs these old things. She's looking through them and she takes a closer look and she sees this odd shaped craft flashing multicolored lights that are traveling across the face of the moon. Wow, she she's scripted. very specific. Um, her sister had actually described a flying saucer several years earlier, so that's when Betty is like, "Oh, it's, it's aliens! It's a sauce." She's like, "My my sister saw this. Mm-hmm. I know what it is." But Barney's like, "Give me the binoculars," right. and he thinks it's a commercial airliner traveling toward Vermont on its way to Montreal. Damn, they're spe- they really are. <laughs> they're so specific, are. Yeah. right? Yeah. I'm like, were these, is this what they said, or is this just, like, how it was reported? <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 I changed my mind, because the more I think about it, this craft is descending quite rapidly, and it's coming toward us. And that's not normal. So... <laughs> he was seeing that through his binoculars. Yeah, that's so when scary. he notices this, in his own words, this object that was a plane was not a plane. <laughs> And so he's like, shit, let's get in the car, and they drive away. So at one point on their drive, this flying object passes above a restaurant and the signal tower on top of Cannon Mountain and came out near the old man of the mountain, which is, you know, you know the old man of the mountain. Right. And Betty said that at that point, um, she realized that this craft was at least one and a half times the length of the granite cliff that she was looking at, which was about 40 feet long. So, what? So shit. It's, like, huge. And she said it seemed to be rotating. Which, I'm like, if I see this 60-foot object rotating in the air... Yeah, like a frisbee coming at me. I'm fucking gone. Mm -hmm. So this thing is all over the place. It's hovering above hills. It's hovering above their car. It's fucking all over the place. So, (laughs) Barney said it reminded him of a a huge pancake. Oh. Ooh, delicious. Delish, honestly, yum. Yum. Right? It was that flat? (laughs) Yeah. So, it's finally Mm. close enough to them, and Barney says 8 to 11 humanoid figures were peering out of the windows, seeming to look straight at him, and him specifically. 8 to 11. What an odd... 8 to 11 tab hunters. You've been so specific up until now, though, and now it's 8 to 11? Right. I'm not sure. Is it 9? Is it 10? We don't know. So they're going to Montreal. They're looking at him. Mm -hmm. And in unison, all but one of them moved to be what appeared to be like a panel on the rear wall of the craft. And the one remaining figure looked at Barney and communicated a message to him telling him to stay where you are and keep looking. Keep looking where? Don't know. Maybe Uh. at the craft? (laughs) Okay. So Barney remembers observing these Forms, these humanoid forms, wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps. And he said that the craft had red lights on what appeared to be bat wing fins. Okay. So he's specific, but he's also not. 8 to 11 humanoids, bat-like wings on the craft. It's like, this is an interesting, um, you know, retell. Yeah, so at this point, Betty is fucking hysterical. Barney is hysterical. And he tells her that they're going to capture them. And so... 
He says it? Yeah, he's like, he remembers saying they're going to capture us. Yeah. And then the object moves again, and he drives away at this high speed, and he's telling Betty, keep an eye out, like, don't play any games. Fucking keep your eye on this object. She rolls down the window and looks up, which... Oh, God. What? What? Okay. And immediately, when she does that, they start to hear this rhythmic series of beeping and buzzing sounds. Loose screws again. And um, they seem to bounce off the trunk of their vehicle. Like, the sounds were that close that they could hear them kind of reverberating. So, they said in that moment, they experienced what was an onset of this altered state of consciousness. And they left, their minds felt completely dulled. It was like they felt nothing, they thought nothing. So, the beeping and buzzing continues and that's really all they can hear. And then finally they return to full consciousness. And they were 35 miles south of it where they remembered being last. But they only had vague, super spotty memories of actually being on the road. Hmm. Okay. Oh, they were blacked out driving? Yes. And one of the few things that they do remember is randomly, like... Without reason, they took this sudden, unplanned turn, and they hit a roadblock, and then they saw a fiery orb in the road. They were tripping, man. Yeah. So, they finally get home around dawn. They don't remember being gone at all, hardly. And they start feeling weird impulses. They can't explain things. Something inside of Betty is telling her she needs to keep her luggage near the door in case she needs to leave. She can't bring it further into the house. Their watches don't work anymore. They never work again. Like, just just weird things are happening. And um, they kind of remember their experience in the craft, so they start to draw pictures of their memories. Nice. Mm-hmm. So these fools, they sleep for a few hours, and Betty wakes up, and she puts the clothes that she had on during the drive in her closet, and she notices that the dress is torn at the hem, the zipper and the lining are also... The zipper is, like, broken and the lining is torn. And when she looked back at the items in her closet, she noticed a pink powder on her dress. Oh, girl. What is lush. that? Drugs. Drogas? Yep. Is it NARS orgasm? <gasps> Ooh, Could that's be. the best one. <laughs> she actually invented it mm. that day. But <laughs> she put the dress on her clothesline and the pink powder blew away. So I don't know if it was ever actually there, Betty. Wow. But she (laughs) thought she was going to toss it out, and then she changed her mind. And actually, many laboratories conducted chemical and forensic analysis of this dress. And? After the fact. Wait, was this Monica Lewinsky's dress? (laughs) Right? No conclusion. We've got no conclusion, though. So, ten days after this UFO encounter, Betty starts having a series of really vivid dreams... And they continue for five nights in a row, and she starts to recall her dreams so intensely the next day, which is very rare. Um, But they stop after five nights, and they never return. But she thinks about them all day, every day. Um, And when she tells Barney, like, hey, this has been going on, he's sympathetic, but he's not concerned, and he drops them at her. And um, then they start doing these hypnosis sessions. Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, what happened, what's going on, why do I, 
Like, why did I remember these things so vividly for a few days in my dreams and now shit's gone? So they do these sessions separately, which is smart because the doctor's like, both of you could be bullshitters. So a lot of things lined up, but there were also some inconsistencies in their stories. So this doctor determines, or rather he hypothesizes, that Barney's recollection of the UFO encounter was actually a fantasy inspired by the dreams that Betty had told him she was having. Mm. Um, and mm. he thought that this was the most reasonable and consistent explanation. But Barney said there's no way um, so many things were consistent and their experiences, like, they both remembered them uniquely so Mm -hmm. he wasn't ready to accept that and he to this day rip i'm sure i think he's deceased but i think he went to the grave saying like this shit happened to us and right and nobody ain't no fakies but (sighs) man dude yeah they were gone for over a day so you gotta say what happened much to think about what happened to barney and betty they they were probably taken on drugs. <laughs> do you think it was all just drugs? I really do, quite honestly. Yeah, they went on a trip. They went all on right. a trip. We got anything else? We got anything else? Mid- no, not for abductions. But I ah. feel you know we're gonna have many opportunities to do episodes on on aliens. Oh, absolutely. A lot to talk about absolutely. Here. And I'm gonna save my photo and my story for the next time we talk about aliens because I wasn't abducted (laughs) I don't think all right actually I'll get back to you on that I don't I'm not sure okay like let me like ponder on this like have I been abducted yeah I think maybe that's when I got the chip that's you okay I don't know I do have one more thing to say though what happy birthday Jeffrey happy birthday Jeffrey (gasps) happy birthday Jeffrey we freaking love Jeffrey and also Samantha's birthday. Our girl Sam. <gasps> it's her birthday on Friday. Sam. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday, so Sam and Jeffrey. Oh my gosh. Or is it Thursday? I think it's her- this week. Oh my gosh. Um, I believe Jeffrey's birthday is Thursday, which is the day this episode airs. If he and Sam have the same birthday. <gasps> Do you guys? Oh fantastic. my god. And they're like the loves are our lives. Right. It all makes sense. They they really are. So many ways. <laughs> Holy hell. Happy birthday, guys. We love you. We do. And until next yeah. time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh. Bing bong, bing bong, boom, bing bong, bing bong. <laughs>